Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, Freddie Wills here, back for another podcast for this week. I uh, can't believe we're already through eight weeks of the college football season. Let's recap. Last week went five and two in the NFL, plus eleven percent profit. And in college, we went six and seven. We did profit plus three and a half percent, thanks to two and zero oh on our max play of the days, one and zero oh in NFL on our max play of the days. Play of the days have just been on quite a run over the last five years, uh, over sixty percent, um, close to seventy percent in the NFL. I can't promise I'll continue that, but uh, it's it's definitely been uh, quite a ride. Unfortunately, my premium pick newsletter, which uh, has not been doing well this year, we got backdoored for the second week in a row, gave out Fresno State as a premium play that was given to subscribers for free. Uh, They lose by two, uh, backdoored by uh, Nevada there. Uh, That was my one fear in that play was Carson Strong, obviously a great quarterback, uh, NFL prospect. Uh, He, I mean... Basically, Friends No played prevent defense and gave up the touchdown. Um, and then, obviously, we're hoping for the two-point conversion so it goes to overtime so we still have a shot. And uh, the two-point fails, and we lose by one point. Definitely a bad beat. Those are going to happen. But we're not about one play or two plays. It's it's always about the long-term profit. And, uh, as always, we've been successful uh, giving out college football and pro football picks so make sure you head on over to freddywills.com and subscribe if you haven't. Um, if you have not left a review on YouTube or iTunes, please do. If you screenshot the review and send it to my email, fw at freddywills.com, I'll send you all my football picks for a week, no no charge. Um, so again, I you know I thank you guys for listening and uh, definitely welcome all feedback. So let's jump into last week's recap in this week's leans. Tulane lost to... SMU 55 to 26 and while SMU outgained uh, them by 200 yards and and were they were up in the game 31 to 7 I feel it was a bit misleading when you factor in that they went 1 for 5 on fourth down and had a turnover it's really like being minus 5 in turnovers in that situation uh, but you know this is the new football era which is you know maybe what I like to call the the Madden football era uh, where you have everyone going for it on fourth down, and whether they're in their own territory, the other territory, and it's you know just can chalk it up to analytics. And if you don't go for it, you're you're a fucking idiot, basically. It's what people say. Uh, you get on Twitter, and and there's some people that are just so 100% analytics. And I you know I obviously I use a lot of analytics to support my backing of teams, uh, but there's a lot more that goes into my handicap, situational analysis, the matchups. All that stuff. Um, I can guarantee you the guys that are, and I'm not trying to bash anyone, but uh, the guys that preach analytics and that's all that matters, I guarantee they're not betting on sports for a living and making tons of money. If that's all their handicap, they're just, they're just, it's just analytics that there's, there's numbers and math. And they, you gotta apply other parts of the game uh, in order to be successful at this. At least that's my belief. Um, I think it would be extremely rare for someone to just really just look at numbers and just pick off winners. I, I think that's very challenging to do. I think the market has gotten sharper over the years. 
So I, I don't think that that's the only way to go about it. Uh, so in this game, you know, um, you know, because teams are going for it on fourth down, I, I think the market has changed significantly in the fact that you're going to have more teams that that are huge favorites that cover, or you know, more favorites in general are going to cover. And there, you're going to have more games where big underdogs are winning outright. We've already seen it this year with lots of uh, uh, large underdogs winning outright. Uh, so SMU now ranked. Uh, Sony Dykes, their head coach, is getting rumored for the Texas Tech job that just opened up. And uh, they're a one-point road dog this week at Houston. No real lean there for me uh, because I'm just I'm just not high on Houston. I haven't been um, haven't really found an opportunity to fade them for a long time uh, since earlier in the season when we won. But uh, SMU does have two extra days to prepare as well. Tulane was off their bye for that game, and uh, this week they get Cincinnati with six losses. This Tulane team may have one last effort to keep their bull hopes alive at home against the number two ranked team in the country, Cincinnati, who, of course, is supposed to be motivated to cover the spread. I probably won't bet on Tulane here, even though I like the situation. Uh, The situation I don't like is that Cincinnati just nearly got upset by Navy, uh, which isn't as crazy as it sounds because Navy likes to shorten the game with their triple option. Uh, So uh, Tulane does like to run the option, uh, but I'm pretty sure, let me just double check my my, um, rankings here for seconds per play, but I believe they are among the faster teams in the country. So the game isn't going to be as short, which means more opportunities for Cincinnati. Tulane is 10th. Uh, they run a play every 21 seconds. Compare that to Navy, who is 118th. They run a play every 29 seconds. So a big difference there. There's going to be more plays, more possessions for Cincinnati in this game to cover against Tulane. App State beat Coastal Carolina outright, and it was a premium play that I released to clients. Um, they won 30-27, to 27, but they were actually more dominant in this game, outgaining Coastal by 200 yards, by more than 200 yards. And App State was great in the red zone on defense in this game they they came they overcame being minus two turnover and 0 for two on fourth down so really four turnovers and they still win this game by three um coastal carolina is an 18 point favorite uh this week versus troy on a short week uh so no real leans there for me central florida friday night premium play for me gave out clients this is actually a max play of the day i gave out on the money line plus 115 and they came through 24 to 7 it was a bit misleading and i'm not afraid to say maybe i caught a break as right before the game their starting quarterback seth hennigan was ruled out for memphis i you know i did mention his injury in the write-up um thinking that maybe he you know he wouldn't be 100 percent. he was probable all week so i thought that was interesting that he didn't play um obviously the, the quarterback that took over uh was a mobile quarterback completely different style than hannigan so i thought that kind of caught central florida off guard early but uh i mean they really dominated this game uh they forced four turnovers in the game uh, memphis is on a bye they have time to rest up before uh their big game against smu this coming week uh or next week central florida now on the road a ten and a half point favorite uh, you know, I personally wasn't blown away by Central Florida's offense. I think they just got over just over 300 yards against a bad Memphis defense. And they're still banged up on defense. So I actually lean Temple plus 10.5 this week. Speaking of Temple, it seemed like 
every sharp in the world. I do listen to other podcasts and follow people on Twitter and people that I do respect. And I talk to others throughout the week, but, um, you know, uh, Temple, I mean, it was like printing free money. I mean, that line moved from, I think, plus four all the way to minus one. Temple was a favorite at kickoff. Um, I looked at the game and I, I didn't agree and was confused why everyone thought it was basically free money on that side. I, I thought the trip to South Florida would be tough on the Philly team. Uh, now they're backing. Now they're back at home hosting Central Florida, a team that wants and needs to run the ball. And Temple's defensive strength is against the run. Uh, I do lean Temple, uh, but South Florida outgained Temple by nearly 300 yards this past week, and they had a 34 to eight first down edge. And, you know, I, I really need to go back and look to see what the heck happened to Temple because while I didn't like the, the Temple side while everybody else did, I, I I didn't think they would get demolished like they did, especially since they came off a bye. Uh, so I definitely have to look at that Temple thing. But I do lean towards Temple this week against Central Florida. Colorado State outgained Utah State on Friday night by 128 yards and lost the game. The biggest issue was uh, they had two turnovers. They were 0 for 1 on fourth down. Um, so that cost Colorado State the game. I leaned Utah State in the game, so I knew it was going to be close. I forget the exact reason when I looked down and, and handicapped it why I passed, but um, I'm, I'm glad I did because it was a tight game. And uh, Colorado State now hosts Boise State as a two-and-a-half-point dog at home. Uh, I actually lean Boise on this. Uh, Boise coming off the bye. I still think Colorado State is getting far too much credit uh, for playing well against Iowa a few weeks back. And, uh, again, Boise's going to be off the, the bye. They've had the more challenging schedule, so I lean towards Boise, minus 2.5. Uh, don't uh, – we mentioned this game, but I, I, I say don't overreact to the Navy nearly upsetting Cincinnati. This is what service academies do. They, they play in close games. The only thing that pisses me off about Navy was the fact that I bet on them the week prior at Memphis, and while they should have covered the spread, they didn't. Uh, Navy will travel to play. Tulsa is a double-digit dog again here. Uh, they have Notre Dame on deck, so perhaps a look ahead. Although, uh, when you have six losses, I don't think you should be looking ahead to anything. Uh, does Navy? The big question is, Navy think that they can still go to a bowl game? The big game on their schedule would be Notre Dame. Notre Dame could. Notre Dame and Army are going to be their bowl games, basically. If I, I don't see them winning out, obviously, I think they're better than the record shows. I think they've been very unlucky. I still lean towards Navy plus 11 this week. Oklahoma nearly upset upset by Kansas on the road uh, as a 38-point favorite. They they win 35-23. to Oklahoma was actually outgained in this game. I think this was a story of Oklahoma being fat and happy and, uh, you know, all the hype around their true freshman quarterback, Caleb Williams, and then the distractions of Rattler, um, you know, Obviously on the sideline, probably transferring. Um, I think he's a little bit – he might be a cancer to this team at this point. So I'm interested to see what Lincoln Riley does moving forward. Maybe maybe, maybe he's doing all the right things on the, on the backside. But um, I'm still not going to overreact because we've seen it with this team before when they lose to Kansas State in the past or Iowa State and they tend to ba- bounce back. Um, I, I'm just shocked on how poorly this defense is playing. We thought they were going to be improved. Um I just think that there's obvious holes with this Oklahoma team. I still tend to fade them against good defenses, like I said in the past. Uh, This week, they play a bad defense in Texas Tech, who just fired their head coach, Matt Wells. So I think they get a little lucky uh, because uh, if Texas Tech beats Kansas State, Matt Wells is still there maybe, and this game looks a little different. Um, I think the spread is so large here at 19.5. 
Um, I would love to back Texas Tech because I think they can score and the back door will be wide open, but uh, I, I don't think I can. Texas Tech. Uh, we obviously faded last week and, and bet Kansas State as our Saturday play of the day. And I don't often have uh, two play of the days in the week. F- play of the days are just my 5% max rated play um, where, I be- where I bet 5% of my bankroll. Uh, it's very risky to do that. I felt really confident, most confident I felt all year on those 5% plays on Central Florida Friday and Kansas State Saturday where I had, you know, 11% of my, uh, I'm sorry, 10% of my bankroll tied up in those two games. And fortunately, uh, we came out 2-0. and Friday night was pretty, I was never really worried. Um, Saturday with Kansas State, uh, it did not get off to a great start. Down 14 nothing, and then 21-7, to and then 24-10 to at the half. But Kansas State shut Texas Tech out in the second half. It was clearly the right side. And, uh... Again, five and three. Texas Tech now fires Matt Wells. Uh, they're looking. They're likely to lose out with Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and Baylor on their schedule. You know, I'd like to lean towards Tech plus nineteen and a half this week, but I just don't know where the players' heads are. Um, there's more bettable games on the board, and I'm just gonna pass uh, the side on here. But what I would uh, lean towards is betting the over sixty six. Uh, which is which is my lean in this game. Uh, Cumbie, the offensive coordinator, takes over as the head coach uh, for Texas Tech. Texas Tech, um, not one of the fastest teams, 25.5 seconds per play, ranks 72nd. I wonder what they're going to do uh, with Cumbie taking over, if they're going to go faster, slow down. Um, I'm not sure. And then Oklahoma uh, actually ranks 93rd uh, in plays per second. So, uh, do you? I, I just don't think Texas Tech's defense is any good, so I think Oklahoma can put up 30, 40 points here. Um, and Texas Tech, I think if Oklahoma gets a big lead, uh, will put some points up at the end. Um, so maybe bet this live because I think you'll probably get a better number than 66 at some point. Uh, that's my opinion on that game. Alabama won and covered 52-24, to 24, but this is... Very misleading in the fact that this was a 31-24 to game in the fourth quarter before Alabama scored three touchdowns late in the fourth quarter. Alabama did outgain Tennessee 574-346, to and they had a 33-10 to first down edge. So do with that what you will. Tennessee plays so fast that their opponents are never out of possibly covering the spread. I don't know um, after that South Carolina game if I could fade Tennessee or back Tennessee at this point. I just... These teams that play extremely fast, I, I still feel like the numbers are off, or there's it's just harder to predict what's going to happen in the game. So I tend to lean towards games that have lower totals, slower paced teams. I think it's easier to handicap. Um, both Alabama, Tennessee are on buys this week, so nothing to report as far as leans here. Illinois upset Penn State in nine overtimes. Uh, these overtime rules suck, I'll just say that. Uh, this was very misleading because Illinois had three turnovers, and they actually outgained Penn State 395 to 227. You know, I wanted to back Ohio State this week, but the line is easily inflated based on Penn State's performance. Then you have James Franklin being rumored uh, to going to a different school, whether it be LSU or USC. Sean Clifford, the quarterback for Penn State, not 100%. Could really only look one way in this game, and that's Ohio State. But everyone is looking that way, and the line is inflated. Uh, so I, I don't think I'll go there. Illinois, a one-and-a-half-point dog at home to Rutgers, who's off a much-needed buy. Eileen Rutgers there. 
Oregon nearly gave UCL lay the lead up 34 to 17 in the fourth quarter um oregon i gave out as a premium play it was a three percent selection so one of my more confident ones uh it was just a dumb decision by anthony brown the oregon quarterback throwing the ball up late for grabs and ucla picks it off in the end zone ucla probably wins this game uh but dtr get got hurt on the last drive his replacement throws an interception dtr questionable for this game at utah uh this week so uh, no lean there until I know his status. Oregon is really the only hope in the Pac-12 to get into the college football playoff at this point. I just don't think they can win out with Anthony Brown at quarterback. They obviously have the talent on offense, except for at the most important position, which is quarterback. Uh, Anthony Brown's obviously he's a veteran. I, I just he makes some boneheaded plays. Uh, I, I don't know. He's going to have to improve. And I, at this point in his career, if he hasn't improved, he probably isn't going to. He is what he is. Um, this week they host Colorado, and we've seen Oregon play down to their competition, so I'm not interested in backing them as a 24-point favorite, and Colorado sometimes may just not score a point. Oregon could score 27 points and cover the spread probably, so um, a gun to my head, I'd probably have to play Oregon, but it's definitely not a strong lean. And uh, for Oregon moving forward, they have two challenging road games on their schedule, at Washington next week, and then Utah on November 20th. So those are going to be their two games. I could see them losing either one of those, probably not to Washington, uh, but Utah for sure. And then they'll play in the Pac-12 championship game um, if they do win out. Crazy game between Army and Wake Forest. I think that they just had the perfect storm of, of defenses really not facing teams like this, and you got a ton of big plays, a 70-56 to 56 final with the difference being Army having two turnovers in the game. Army is off this week, but Wake Forest hosts Duke as a 16.5-point favorite. You know, I, I would actually lean towards the under in uh, both these teams' games moving forward. I think um, Duke off a bye and a good coaching staff will be ready for Wake Forest. And they have a you know a good running game too that can you know turn the clock. The only issue issue and why it probably won't be a play is Duke likes to play extremely fast as well. So uh, let's see where they rank. Uh, they're ranked 13th, running a play every 22 seconds. While Wake Forest, um, Wake Forest would actually surprise you. They're 15th, 22 seconds. So it's gonna be a very fast game. So uh, playing the under. This week, probably not the right way to go, but moving forward, especially when Wake has all these games against fast-paced teams, uh, let me just check who's coming up on their schedule. I'm just curious because uh, I definitely want to play the under in one of their games when they play a really good defense or a decent defense that plays slow on offense. Um, I think we can get some value in the under. Uh, they play North Carolina next week and then NC State, probably the NC State game. Um Although North Carolina, they rank 48th, and um, NC State ranks 81st. So NC State game is probably the game I would target for a Wake Forest under. South Carolina, they got blown out by A&M, as many predicted. South Carolina has major offensive line issues. I think South Carolina plays hard uh, for Beamer, and that's the type of team I want to back. You know, I've backed them, I think, four times this year going 3-1 and one, or maybe three times going 2-1. and one. Um, I can check that really easily because uh, if you go over to freddywills.com backslash records, all my picks get released there as soon as the game starts. Uh, so full transparency, 
transparency, uh, integrity is the most important thing for me. And I actually have a search box. If you want to see any game that I've given out with South Carolina, you just type in South Carolina and they all come up. Um, so yeah, this year we've, we've backed them three times and have gone two and one. Uh, so with South Carolina, um, you know, they're without their starting quarterback right now and their backup got hurt in this game. He's probable to play next week against Florida. Uh, they get a bye this week. Uh, I'll still be looking to back South Carolina down the stretch. I mean, it's a very buy low situation. And again, I like those teams that play hard for their coach and Beamer's trying to build something here. And I, I, I just don't see them giving up. NC State, Miami, what was pretty evenly played game. Uh, the biggest difference was NC State had many key drops by wide receivers in this game. They settled for th- three field goals. Um, you know, it's now back-to-back weeks where I faded Miami and did not cover. So, very humbling. Maybe I'm wrong on Miami. Maybe the market's wrong. I still don't respect Manny Diaz. I'm sorry. Um, you know, I won't be doing it this week. I... I I will say I was extremely impressed with Van Dyke at quarterback. Uh, the team really seemed to be up for this game. At 2-4, at and four, I was kind of surprised. And now they go play Pitt on the road as a nine-point dog after Pitt beat Clemson in a huge game. I lean towards Miami, but, I again, I don't trust Manny Diaz. I don't trust a Miami team going up to Pittsburgh. Um, so I, you know, I can't make an official lean and NC state on the other hand, they're a six and a half point favorite at home against Louisville. Uh, NC state has some major injury issues right now. And uh, Louisville really impressed me against Boston college this past week. So despite all the turnovers they had, um, that would be my one worry about backing Louisville is they are very turnover prone, uh, with Cunningham at quarterback. Um, I think they turned the ball over four times against Boston college and Boston college still couldn't cover the spread. So Speaking of the Clemson pick game, I you know I gave out Clemson plus three and a half in that game as a premium play. My handicap was all about how Pickett has done against elite defenses over his five year career. Uh, let me again, you can go over to FreddieWills.com backslash records and then you can click my analysis on games so you can you can go and see what I thought about the games to kind of get a sense for my handicapping style. Uh, in this game, it was all about Pickett's struggles against top defenses. Uh, defenses that on average are top 50 blended in a variety of categories like yards per play, EPA per pass, EPA per run, yard per carry run defense, QBR defense. Um, You know, he's faced 11 opponents over the last four seasons that are top 50 blended, and he's thrown just seven passing touchdowns in those games and nine interceptions. He's only recorded one game where he averaged more than six yards per pass attempt until this past week. So I was really impressed with how he played. It seemed like Clemson was going to do what they always do. They sacked him a bunch early. Uh, but, um, you know, you got to give Pickett credit. He turned around and he had a great game. And um, Clemson did not cover the spread, obviously. I will say, I hedged I hedged my bet uh, Clemson plus three and a half with a ticket um, I only put a hundred bucks on it, but I, I put a hundred bucks on Kenny Pickett to win the Heisman at plus twenty five hundred. So um, hopefully, I get an opportunity to maybe hedge that and win a thousand bucks. I don't know. Um, I, I thought that was a good bet considering Pickett had a great game here. Um, but again, Clemson should have covered that spread. It was a fifty yard interception return with Clemson driving. It was the turning point in the game? It was a fourteen to seven game, and then it became twenty one to seven. And Clemson's offense right now is just not built to come back from that. Uh, Clemson hosts Florida State this week, 
as a 10-point favorite, and I'll probably back off Clemson. I packed them the last two weeks. Um, they had opportunities to, to cover the spread late and, and didn't. I didn't get the backdoor cover with Clemson. Um, I probably won't back Clemson this week. They're 0-7 against the spread now, and this will probably be the week they cover. Don't we know that that's going to happen? Um, I just that, – that's what's going to happen. This is <laughs> – but – if they don't cover and I'm back on them again, it's just like, when does it end? So I'm ending it here. I'm not backing Clemson this week. And um, that's it. Arguably, the most misleading game was this week with Louisiana Tech versus Texas San Antonio. And I gave out Louisiana Tech as my free play. Uh, another loser. Again, we went 6-7. and seven. Uh, We did show a profit thanks to my max play of the days. But we did go 6-7. and seven. So I'm, I'm recapping quite a few losers uh, from this past week. They out uh, Louisiana Tech outgained Texas San Antonio, but they lost forty-five to sixteen. Why? They were minus three turnover margin. Uh, they gave up an interception return for a touchdown. Uh, they had a four. They gave up a, a forty-plus yard touchdown run, uh, seventy-five yard pass touchdown. So they gave up big plays. They turned the ball over. Uh, they couldn't convert on fourth down. Uh, all the things that you don't want a team to do to bat. I mean, I really thought they were going to cover, especially when they went up seven nothing. Louisiana Tech now a five and a half point favorite at Old Dominion and Texas San Antonio. Uh, they roll into their bye undefeated, ranked, and their head coach is getting rumored for the Texas Tech job. So, still looking to fade Texas San Antonio again at some point this season. Two more games to break down here. Uh, Purdue, uh, they do not follow up their upset of Iowa and turn the ball over five times in their loss to Wisconsin, 30 to 13. Not surprising at all is Aiden O'Connell, very turnover prone, and he didn't make any mistakes against Iowa too. too and, and, you know, expecting him to do that two weeks in a row is is hard to, you know, expect. Uh, would have been nice to see Purdue get a, a, a week back to back wins over, you know, some of the Blue Bloods in the Big Ten. Uh, Wisconsin now getting a ton of credit. They're, they're going out to a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Iowa this week. Iowa off the bye. Iowa plus three-and-a-half. Still is going to be my lean here. They got everything to play for still. Uh, Purdue now a seven-and-a-half-point dog at Nebraska. Uh, I lean Purdue, however, because um, I, I just think that Purdue's defense is very underrated, so I'm, I'm, you know, I, I want the defensive team catching over a touchdown for sure. And Nebraska just seems to find a way to lose – lose games or not cover the spread. And I, I mean, I, I know that team's desperate right now. They're better than the record indicates, but that's why they're a seven and a half point favorite at home. West Virginia plus four and a half was another premium play that I released to clients late. And, you know, they delivered, they dominated. Uh, they were plus three turnover margin against TCU plus 94 yards in the game. Uh, now the question is, can they do it again this week against a ranked Iowa state team? that they have lost back-to-back years by a combined score of 20-80. to 80. Uh, No official lean for me there, and TCU will go on the road to play Kansas State. They're a three-and-a-half-point dog. Uh, lean towards TCU. I think there's a bit of an overreaction there where you have Kansas State that won um, on the road, and then you have TCU that lost at home. Um, so it's kind of like a buy-low, sell-high situation, and I would lean towards TCU plus 3.5 now that it's over that key number because I think those two teams are pretty even. Um, both really good at running the ball. Both not great on defense. Both have an experienced quarterback who can run. 
Um, and Skylar Thompson of Kansas State is not 100%. So if he gets hit in this game, he very could easily get knocked out of that game. So definitely lean towards TCU. Not sure if it's going to be an actual play, but it's definitely a lean that I'm going to be looking at later in the week. Uh, to get all my official premium plays, again, head on over to FreddieWells.com. Uh, I will have a special package up there this week that you can take advantage of. And, uh, again, subscribe to my premium pick newsletter. Unfortunately, we've gotten backdoored the last two weeks, so we're definitely due for a win this week. Thank you again for listening, and if you want to uh, leave a review on iTunes or subscribe on YouTube, I greatly appreciate it. If you screenshot your review from iTunes and send an email over to me, you'll get uh, all my picks for free this week. So again, make sure you head on over to freddywills.com. Thanks. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.